Come, Johnny, Katie said, holding out her arms to her husband. Come dance with me. He smiled as he remembered how they used to dance to keep warm during the long, cold winter nights. Their only music, Katie's sweet voice lifted in song and the howling of the wind in the eaves. As his arm closed about her waist, he felt something grab hold of his suspenders and yank. He frowned and glanced over his shoulder, but there was no one hovering behind him trying to cut in. He shrugged and turned back to face his wife, pulling Katie closer. There was a second stronger tug, but this time it pulled him backward several feet, wrenching him free of his wife's embrace. Johnny! He threw himself forward, doing his best to fight against whatever it was that was pulling him away. Katie grabbed his outstretched hand and tried to keep him from slipping any further, but it was no use. It felt as if someone was pulling him by the hair at the back of his head. Even though his feet were motionless, he continued to slide backward like an iron filing dragged by a magnet. As the other guests turned to stare in amazement, the barn doors flew open with a loud crash, revealing a white void beyond their threshold. There was a sound like a great wind roaring. With one final mighty tug, Johnny Pearl was yanked off his feet and sent flying into the emptiness. The last thing he saw as he was sucked into the maelstrom at the heart of nothing was Katie leaning out over the threshold, her hands still outstretched in a vain attempt to stop what was happening. I'll wait for you, Johnny, she called after him. No matter what, I'll be waiting. And then the barn door slammed shut. Everything was blurry, and his left eye ached as if it had been yanked out of his head and stuck back in again. He coughed fitfully, expelling a lungful of thick, foul-tasting liquid. Though his eyes rolled in their sockets like greased marbles, he was somehow aware of others standing over him. He tried to follow the ill-defined blobs that bobbed in and out of his impaired field of vision, but it was difficult to move his head. All he could make out was that one of the persons leading over him was male and seemed to be very old. Suddenly, the sound cut in, loud enough to make him wince. Nick Brace, I repeat, don't try to move your head just yet. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs>